Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio. And as always, I have a really interesting guest. You know, I try not to have uninteresting guests, uh, but this gentleman, you know, has really intrigued me for a while, seeing a number of his posts and content and so forth in, uh, in obviously support of law enforcement. Let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Scott Medlin, and I got to read this. He helps police officers build personal wellness as they can be fulfilled and excel and i'm assuming excel is doing really well and not doing like worksheets and pivot tables and things like that uh if it's the latter then i really really need your help uh but he was in the u.s marines for a little over six years uh he's worked at the concord police department for i believe over seven years uh and just done some really great things and right now he's he's an author and has written a number of books uh, and as a trainer out there for, for law enforcement as it pertains to PTSD. And we're obviously going to dig into that. But enough from me. Scott, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. And to everyone out there listening, viewing, hope you're doing as well as you can be. <laughs> all those five people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in all seriousness, as you gave me a chance, big shout out to Police One for having Public Safety Talk Radio on their list of 12 podcasts that cops should listen to in 2022. We appreciate it. But Scott, let's get back to you. In looking at your LinkedIn profile, which is where I had the pleasure of connecting with you, you talk about personal wellness. And we've had the, we've been blessed to have a lot of experts like yourself talk about this very important subject. But personal wellness is a little vague, kind of all-encompassing. What does personal wellness mean to you? It means, and this is just going to blow your mind, but it means being personally well for yourself, in my opinion. However, I can say that when I went through law enforcement uh, active, I'm part-time in it now, but when Mm -hmm. I was active in law enforcement for over a decade, I just noticed there was a lot of training and tactics, but uh, verbal communication, and I'm not knocking any of that. We need it. But I was 12 years into the career until I got my first class on mental health in law enforcement. That didn't sit well with me because that was also the first time that I had learned that more cops died by suicide than were actually killed in the line of duty. And that day I just made a decision. I said, I've been treated for post-traumatic stress injury. I've been treated for depression and all this stuff here. I was thinking I was the crazy one. And then I noticed all these statistics about very disturbing statistics about police officers, uh, not only dying by suicide, but I mean, one in four having suicidal, suicidal thoughts, uh, 20 to 30% of police officers on the road battling substance abuse. And here I was thinking that I was the only one struggling. So I just made it my mission to say, I want to help cops take care of themselves. One, because I've been in the psychologist's office enough. <laughs> maybe I can just relay some of what I've learned. <laughs> maybe maybe save someone a copay. <laughs> hey, this, this is what this guy told me. Take <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yourself a trip. <laughs> it, exactly. Uh, but, but just to Mm-mm. help understand that this job can take such a toll on the person that in, in, in turn, it can affect your ability to do 
that well on the job. Yeah. And that's and that's what personal wellness means to me. Just doing something that can help you do well for yourself, but also in turn help you to be a good cop or a good firefighter, good EMS, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm pulling up my phone not because you're boring me, but because you know, <laughs> literally um as we were setting up for this morning, I was looking at my LinkedIn to get to your profile and so forth. Literally, I pulled up my LinkedIn and a post that you put out um came up first, you know, coincidence, who knows. Uh but you actually in that post talked about the fact which even in my work with law enforcement, I've never been in law enforcement, but I've worked with police officers for at least a decade and a half. I've never heard that statistic that you're more likely to die of suicide mm-hmm. than than be killed in the line of duty. I mean, let I mean, let's let that sink in for a second, um, especially for our main sponsor that offers a killed in the line of duty insurance. Uh, but specifically says, you know, that you know, if you kill yourself, you know, that you know you, your family doesn't get this benefit. Um, you know, that you're more likely to die of suicide than to be killed in the line of duty. You know, dig into that a little bit more because that's the first time either I've heard it or it's really grabbed me. Please understand to, to you, Ken, and anyone listening and or viewing, I, I, do not come, I do not come into you as some know-it-all. I just come to you as someone who has learned a lot the hard way, no. uh, but also did a lot of research in writing my books that it is very underestimated from what I've learned and, and, and my own experience, how much negativity and struggle and challenge can come with the job of law enforcement. You, you, a law enforcement officer in particular, I, I, any first responder really though, is, is exposed to things repeatedly that the brain is not innately wired to see. And therefore it can lead to thoughts. And what do our thoughts lead to? They lead to feelings. Like if you're, if you're reliving the situation, you're feeling the feelings you had during that moment. And then our feelings lead to actions and actions lead to results. So if we're just, just swamped by this negativity, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. some or too many uh, feel like there's no way out. And that's what can lead to this suicide. But also, I mean, this could be uh, from the toxicity of, and I'm guilty of this, just maybe constantly complaining about how things are with the administration or, or yeah. constantly complain about uh, whatever, the equipment, the police car, the, 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 the new policy that came out that doesn't make a lick of sense, but you still got to go by it, something like that. And then, you, and then you have that within the four walls, but then you're also exposed to the worst of, of human condition at times or human mm. society. It just makes for one big ball of negativity. And if someone does mm. not actively cope with that, it can get the best of them for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a know-it-all either. Uh, <laughs> some people accuse me of being one. Uh, I guess it depends on what time of day you, you catch me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I certainly believe in that old adage, the older I get, the more I learn, the less I actually realize that I know. Um, in to your point of negativity, it, it sometimes it's not even something like cumulative trauma or going through a, a a large, very bad event, for lack of a better way of putting it. You know, sometimes it's just day in and day out, 
And as some viewers and listeners of the show know, I'm an alcoholic in recovery. And so I sit in these meetings and unfortunately, well, fortunately, they're getting help. But unfortunately, there are sometimes first responders in these meetings. And they talked about their recovery and how they always used to say, if you saw or you dealt with what I had to deal with, you'd be drinking or doing whatever as heavily as I do. And yeah, I think that I, I always think, you know, I was, I don't think I have PTSD. I don't think I went through anything as harsh as any first responder. And I wound up as an alcoholic. So I can only imagine what uh, a police officer, especially today is immersed in, you know, and I think that, you know, to your point of, of negativity in allowing that to come in, you know, sometimes, you know, that simple prayer of, you know, God, you know, grant me the serenity <laughs> to accept the things I cannot change. That, yeah. You know, maybe that's the start. Maybe maybe it is that easy or am I being like way too sophomoric on that? It's going to be a challenge either way, but how we respond to the challenge is what matters. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, our brains want us to seek the easy way out. Uh, they're always seeking. It's, it's, it's wired to protect us. And, and here we are on the the iPhone 13, but our brains are still operating on software 1.1, you know, (laughs) and uh, so our brains have not adapted to all this, to to the way things are nowadays. Uh, And it, and and that's what I'm saying. It's all about how someone works on their mindset, works on their physical fitness, all these things to combat the challenges that are going to be out there. Unfortunately, some people and I talk about this in my book, Mental Health Fight of the Heroes in Blue. Sometimes police officers, while they're on a traffic stop or while they're sitting in a car at a wreck uh, on standby for, for the wrecker or whatever to arrive, uh, they're checking their phone and they're looking at social media, which we shouldn't be, but it's too distracting. So sometimes it, <laughs> I've seen but, that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but you get you get this the fear of missing out. Yeah. Or, or you're like, why am I here? I could be doing this, but but we have to remember people are only posting the best side of themselves on social yeah. media, you know? Uh, and it's just simple stuff like that where, simple but yet profound, where watch what you take into your mind and work on your mindset so that you can constantly evolve and grow with the challenges and be adaptable because they're going to be there, as I've mentioned. And I could yeah. go on and on about that. Well, and that's And that's fine. We've got plenty of time so (laughs) we'll 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 dig more into it it's time to get back to business in person and if you run a for-profit or non-for-profit business that serves first responders the public safety business summit is for you the public safety business summit is a highly interactive event that is being brought to you by the pocua in savannah georgia from march 27th to the 29th 2022 What you will find there is a wealth of networking and co-learning opportunities among like-minded professionals serving first responders. What you won't find is a series of boring speakers skilled only in the art of death by PowerPoint. In fact, there will be no speakers at all, just highly interactive panel discussions and deep dive small group conversations on topics that are relevant to growing your unique business. Learn more about the Public Safety Business Summit at policecreditunions.com slash 2022-conference. That's policecreditunions.com slash 2022-conference. Or call 331-300-9889 to register. 
We look forward to welcoming you to Savannah in March. I do want to um, get back to the idea of personal wellness a little bit. And it's a, a, an impromptu opportunity to, to plug one of our credit unions that are part of the POCOA, the Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha. They just came out with a campaign um, that I was a part of, which basically is spend and spend wisely. And the crux of that, which I believe goes back to personal wellness, is, as we discussed, it's, it's usually not a good idea to tell law enforcement and first responders that are in control of so much not to do something. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> many, many times they say, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, screw you. I'm going to go do it anyway because yep. I can. Uh, but the whole crux of that was spend and spend wisely is that, you know, yeah, it probably isn't a good idea to spend you know a ton of money at the bar and on booze and then go to the nearest riverboat casino and so forth. Uh, but you know, if you're really spending money on that new truck so you can take your family out camping, you know, or you're spending money on that new addition to your house so that it can be more of a haven for you and your significant other and so forth that the mental aspect of that in understanding why you're spending, you know, I think ties into maybe that personal wellness of what you were saying. If you're doing it truly where it's going to enhance your life you know, and not take you down that dark path even more, then you know, why not at least consider that? Is that kind of where you're going with personal wellness or am I getting us off the tracks here? No, I, I see exactly the point you're making, and, and it is where you have to make the effort to do something that can benefit you. It's not going to come easy. It's not going to come naturally in, in a sense. It, it is something you have to be consistent with. But the thing is, like some things that are hard to start, like, like say a spending habit mm. or a daily workout or time to read a book that's constructive and, and, and motivational, inspirational or knowledge-based. Or, or making more time to pray or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. that that doesn't come easy, but it does become a habit. It can become as something that it started out as hard to do, but then it becomes easier as time goes on. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to build upon that into something else. Cause we always have to seek to grow and evolve as people. Cause we're never going to be perfect. <laughs> and, and as much as police officers like to think particularly, <laughs> and I, and I, I'm only saying this cause we're not like, we're not robots. I, I've never understood why so many will see some of the stuff they do. And, and you ask, how you doing? And they won't even say like, I didn't like seeing that. They won't even say that. They'll just be like, I'm fine. I'm good. And look, mm -hmm. I'm guilty of this as well. <laughs> uh, but, but you have to be honest with yourself. And yet, as you say, just uh, create things that make for good habits that can help you as a person, which yes. can help you survive a career that can absolutely, if you're not careful, chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. Agreed. So let's let's go back to the beginning a little bit. Um, how did you get into this? How did you become a trainer, an author? Did you wake up in the middle of the night one day and have this this idea for a book and that spurred it or some of your own? As you mentioned, you know, you talked to all these therapists. It's like, hey, I can do this. You know, what, what was kind of the impetus? Did it happen over time or did you just kind of have a flash? Says, you know, this is what I need to do. I, I touched on it briefly in the beginning about yeah. that class. I, I didn't have a class until 12 years in after all the struggle that I had gone through 
and even prom- became the person and police officer I swore I'd never be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I get, and I, and I get, and I get into that class 12 years into the career about mental health. I'm like, Oh gosh, now this is all making sense. But also I, I was at my house one day and I, and, and I read that, that a staggering amount of police officers in 2019 reportedly 236. And that's just the ones that were reported died by suicide. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, God, please help me to understand what I can do to help. Mm-hmm. And I just heard vividly, uh, uh, write a book. Now, am I going to say that was God di- talking directly to me? I, I don't know, but it was a thought I had. It was very convicting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I opened up my heart, so I thought to myself, I've never written a book. What, what in the world? So I just started watching YouTube videos on how to write a book. Can you, uh, can, you know, how to publish it? And I spoke to a friend who had written a book about kind of the self-help field as well. And that's when it started. So April of 2020, I came out with my first book, Mental Health Fight of the Heroes in Blue. And the more I was in touch with people about promoting the book and in touch with researching on how to help police officers and also based on personal experience, the more I was like, I really want to get into this full time. Mm-hmm. I want this to be it because I can help police officers not only feel fulfilled as a person rather than empty and, and that they need to grab something quick, like a bottle of alcohol to mm-hmm. help cope with negative emotions. No, I can teach them this stuff as to how they can be well personally, but then excel on the job. Cause I don't think anybody signs up for the job and takes that oath to, to protect people's rights on the constitution and protect pu- the public and prop and, and private property. I don't think they sign up and say, I hope I do a horrible job at this, <laughs> but, but the more it can, the more the negativity and the trauma of seeing things that can be downright discouraging and upsetting and devastating, it can just suck you in. Uh, I just said, it's time to present solutions. And, and that, that's what, that's what it, that's when it started. And the, and I've been at it a year and a half now. And I had a, I've got a YouTube channel, the 10 mm-hmm. code mindset. I've been on interviews and I, and I thank you for this one, Ken, uh, where it's just getting the word out, getting awareness out as to the, the human side of this, of this whole career. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you know, you, you, what I've seen and heard of you, you're, you're an excellent speaker teacher and so forth. Um, and it was, it was so apropos to start a, a training type of career at just right when COVID hit and all events left, that was great timing on your part. Well, I knew that I wouldn't be able to get the in-person <laughs> stuff. So that's why I did the YouTube channel. Yeah. And, and the YouTube channel, some, some videos get a few views. Some have gotten over 15,000 views. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, fortunately, the in-person stuff is starting to happen now. So I'll be teaching this Wednesday at the Police Academy. I'll be awesome. teaching uh, in March at a department in Maine. So I hope I can withstand the cold. No. <laughs> uh, but, but it's picking up and it's not about me. It really is about helping police officers stay alive. I'm, I'm tired of seeing officers who are miserable because we only get one shot at life. You don't have to be miserable. Yeah. At least work on your mindset, work on your work on physical conditioning, work on your spirituality each and every day. And if it's still not a job that you enjoy going to like you used to, then it is time to be honest with yourself and find something else because it's not, the job is not who you are. It's what you right. do, who you are. You can be yourself in some other job, um, uh, serve, serving the public in some other capacity. Sure. And uh, yeah, so that was a very long winded answer as to how I started and what I've done since, but, <laughs> but, but, it, but, but I, it was a very good answer. Scott. Well, thank you. Thank you. But the mission, <laughs> the mission continues, the mission continues yeah. and, and I will not stop because unfortunately this, the statistics are way too high. And uh, so the mission has to continue. 
Yeah, and, and I'm very pleased to see that there are a number of folks either with the same or similar or slightly different angles all across the country. Um, you know, my hope is, uh, and maybe the POCOA will do this, is be able to bring, you know, all those folks together and uh, be able to provide, you know, resources that are kind of a one-stop shop for first responders. But um, but off of that, I, wanna, I want to dig into your expertise and your experience for a minute because uh, you know unfortunately i think 2022 is going to continue to be a huge challenge yes. um for first responders um police officers firefighters all of them uh i do think yeah and maybe it's some blind naive hope that with with covid kind of dying down it seems as though you know that some of the the anti-cop sentiment is dying a little bit, or at least has gotten to where it's just sitting there. Um, and but I but I do believe that 2022 will continue to be, unfortunately, a tough year for our first responders. Do you have an opinion as to what the number one issue obstacle? stressor point you know may be for our officers and, and other public safety professionals out there this year? I think there's obviously going to be the stressors of the the job and, and responding when when emergencies are happening and seeing things that are are can be downright dangerous, devastating, whatever the case may be. That's going to come. That's that's obvious. But unfortunately, with the anti the the blanketed anti police rhetoric, and I'm speaking overall here, a lot sure. of police officers don't feel supported by their higher ups. And then, um, and then, unfortunately, I, like particularly in the big cities, the police officers are sp spiritually just devastated because mm -hmm. the mission they set out to do, they can't really do it if they lock up someone who's dangerous and that person's out before the police officers even get done with their paperwork. Mm -hmm. That's that can be mentally draining. So what I encourage all police officers and all our first responders to do is. If you listen to any huge successful self-help guru, they're going to talk about remember who you are. You, you're not who you are is not defined by what someone else does. Uh, so remember who you are mm -hmm. as a person, and then and then they call it your why. Well, why did you get into something? What why? What was your reason? What was your solid foundational reason to getting? Just remember that stuff. Mm -hmm. So remember who you are, why you're doing it. And also, if you can present a solution to something, then by all means, it you might get criticism. It might not. You might hear that thought in your brain saying, "No, don't don't leave it up to somebody else." No, act upon it, because you never know when you can be part of a solution uh, that can help change things. Yeah. And but yet at the same time, there are some things out of your hand, and I really do hope that the things I mentioned, some things drastically change in the other way. Uh, to, because that will only help first responders, uh, particularly police, yeah. uh, to feel more supported. But at the same time, know that as much as it's, it's, it's not believed or it's not seen or heard, the general public still supports first responders a lot. <laughs> and yeah. they're going to be calling 911 and they need a good sound person to, to show up. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and maybe maybe that's the source of my somewhat blind hope 
is is I'm seeing some people, organizations, folks going a little bit more out of their way to to thank police and first responders. Right. Um, you know, I I know that just in my own town where I live in. Um, if I see an officer, you know, I'll say, you know, thank you. Hey, have a good day. I appreciate what you do and so forth. Um, and what I'm seeing more is the police acknowledging that and appreciating it. Um, for a while, I think shortly after the George Floyd, I think there was a lot of cynicism or skepticism when I would say that. They'd oh, be yeah. like, "All right, are you are are you are you bullshitting me to yeah. you know to draw me in, or right. are you really being sincere?" And, and I can appreciate that. It's a shame that that it came to that, but um, yeah, getting back to you know the the officer or the first responder that's out there struggling, um, and I mentioned this before talking to um, other experts like yourself that deal in this in this area is. I'm very pleased that in society in general, but especially for first responders, and this includes too our, our emergency room workers and and uh, and so forth, that you know this whole thing of it's okay to not be okay, that's come out come out and 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 I like it, I appreciate it, um, and I'm glad that it's out there. But to a point that you made a little bit earlier, and I've made on this show, is while it is okay to not be okay, it's not okay to just say, I'm not okay, and not do right. something, whatever that something is. So for that, that public safety professional out there that may be watching or listening to this that say, yeah, you know, I'm really not okay. You know, is is there and there's you know never one size fits all, but is there something? Is there a number one tip that you can give and say, you know what, maybe if you just did this, whatever this is, that that, that would be putting you on the path to possibly being okay sooner rather than later. <laughs> my one of my favorite speakers, and I, I went through, I go through his classes and teachings and through his company but he nails it on the head uh, eric thomas if, mm -hmm. if you google if you look on youtube if anyone doesn't know who he is just look on youtube number one speaker in the world eric thomas he says you're already in pain why not get a reward for it mm. so my my piece of advice is based on that statement you're already in a tough job and you're facing external factors that sometimes you cannot change, but they are definitely weighing you down. But you can become tougher because of this challenge. Mm -hmm. You really can. Now, on the flip side, if someone says, I've had it, there's nothing I can do, and, and you have tried everything, then, like I've said before, it's time to find something else. And you can maybe go back into it later after, mm -hmm. after you've gone, been away from it for a little bit, which I've seen some do. But that's my piece of advice. Recognize that the challenges can be a moment of triumph. They're not going to be easy. The process to work your way through a challenge is not going to be easy. But I never got, I never became a better person because I did something easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> e e ease is actually not our friend. 
Yeah. Anything I was ever proud of, anything that actually made me stronger, it was because of a challenge I went through and made a determination to get through it and do whatever kind of work I had to do on myself to get past it. And you can just build yeah. from there. That's, yeah. that's, that's my one piece of advice. You just have to recognize that a challenge does not have to defeat you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's an excellent answer. I agree with it 100%. And uh, I also share with uh, those that, that may be struggling, uh, especially with, with alcohol or drug addiction or something similar to that, that yeah, I think not being a law enforcement uh, professional myself, but being somebody that, that always had a lot of pride and a lot of ego. Uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of our, our great law enforcement and other first responders always think, hey, I could take care of this myself. Look at all this stuff that I'm responsible for. I'll handle it. Uh, and they see is admitting that they have a problem as being a sign of weakness. But I found that one of my biggest fears was you know everybody's going to see me as this you know weak piece of crap um and nothing was farther than the truth um yeah. people friends family you know colleagues rallied around me to say you know wow that was really strong to admit that you know you needed some help mm-hmm. um so you know, it's actually when you keep avoiding and everybody around you probably already knows you got an issue you know, actually admitting it and seeking help actually is a is a bigger sign of strength. At least that's been my experience. Anyhow, to get to something, you know, very, very important, maybe the most important thing of our discussion, Scott, you know, how can folks out there find you, you know, whether they need a little help or, you know, they really want to learn more about your books or, or get you out there to speak, you know, how can folks out there in the world find a Scott Medlin? TheScottMedlin.com. That's my website. But if you're on YouTube a lot, you can type in the 10 code mindset. That's the name of my channel. And, and, and that's, that's how you can find me. There's on the, on the website, there's a contact page request, Scott, and you can fill in information. If you want me to come out and speak, I, I very much am full steam ahead in, in trying to help as many first responders as possible, particularly police, obviously, because mm-hmm. I just have uh, experience in that career field, but that's how. Perfect. Perfect. Scott, you know, you've been awesome. Uh, I knew it was going to be a great conversation and it was. Um, Thank you for being here. I really appreciated our discussion. Well, I appreciate it, Ken. And if I could offer one more, go for it. One more piece of advice for people. When you, when innately, when we think about getting better, obviously we can think about everything that's involved and we have to be from, from, like say Monday, we have to be one way. And then Tuesday, we have to be a completely different person. No, not at all. It's, it's small, but profound steps. And one of the best quotes I ever heard, and I'll kind of leave you with this is uh, if, if you seek to improve and the day you decide that if you seek to improve 1% more each day, a year from that day, you, you promise to improve, you'll be 365% better. And I, that, that right there captivated me. And I hope it really helps someone else just to take that first step uh, towards their personal wellness. Yeah, that's a, a great quote. Great way to end. Thank you again, Scott. Definitely for all you folks out there listening or watching, uh, go to the scottmedlin.com. Check out what he has to offer. Look at those books specifically. Um, and to those that have either watched or listened this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio, thank you. And we'll be back with you next week with another great guest.
Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.